it was awful and I felt terrible and sick, but I never got wrapped up in the, what if I die? Or, you know, what's it going to be like without having breasts? Or, you know, what if I look ugly with all these scars? Like, you know what I mean? You could just really get into your head with the what ifs. And so having that strength at the time allowed me to just be in the day. Yeah, sometimes I felt bad, but for the most part, I was here. And I, I was there and I'm here today. And so it just kind of allowed me to be in the moment more. Welcome to Happy Athlete, a podcast about overcoming obstacles and sparking change in ourselves and the world. We'll dig into mindfulness, enhancing performance, jumpstarting our passions, and learn tools to be stronger, happier, more grateful, and at peace. Hi, everyone. This is Sean. Welcome to another episode of Happy Athlete. Today, we have with us former professional snowboarder, Megan Pischke. Megan is one of the pioneers of female snowboarding. Megan competed in the Winter X Games every year from 1997 through 2004. For almost 25 years, Megan has dedicated herself to boarding for breast cancer. She provides breast cancer survivors with scholarships to her women's wellness experiences rooted in snowboarding, surfing, and yoga, with a focus on meditation, nutrition, and other tools for prevention. In 2012, Megan was diagnosed with breast cancer and describes this part of her journey as a gift. Living life as grateful and as appreciative as she always has is a big part of her healing. Her story was chronicled in an award-winning documentary film, Chasing Sunshine. Megan, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Wow, it's it's pretty cool to hear that little synopsis. <laughs> yeah, it's your life. Um, the documentary uh, "Chasing Sunshine" again for everyone out there listening is fantastic. It's just it's just so powerful, and for you to uh, be open to that to the intimacy and uh, to share your story is 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 really inspiring. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was. Um... Gosh, that was almost 10 years ago. And I told myself when I hit 10 years, I'm going to do a revisit because at 10 years, they, they say I'm officially cured of cancer. I mean, I knew I was, I was done with it as soon as, you know, I got through a few years of treatments and whatnot. But um, definitely, I want to revisit everything once I get there. <laughs> so great. So Quite often we start the show, we go back in time a little bit. So, um, you know, you're both a world-class athlete and an activist. And so growing up, how did your parents and, and your surroundings influence you? Well, interestingly enough, I had like the super athletic go-getter dad who was ski patrol. He's a firefighter. He was, you know, camping in the mountains all the time and, you know, wanted the kids outside. I remember just want my sisters and I always getting bundled up for the snow or adventures, right? Camping. Um, and then with my mom, she was very activist. She worked for a nonprofit that provided housing for underprivileged people in Santa Barbara. She also was with Mothers for Peace and Save the Whales. We had like, we wore t-shirts that said question authority you know, in grade school. And so I had kind of, and my parents, although divorced, I went back and forth quite a bit. So I, I have these two, 
I, I really do believe that they, they shaped, obviously, like our parents do. Um, they shaped me in, in a lot of really incredibly positive ways. I was hoping you could talk about the, the irony of your, your diagnosis, because for many years leading up to your diagnosis, you, you'd, you were already working for boarding for breast cancer. You're doing snowboarding and surfing retreats for, for young women with, with breast cancer. And then you got the diagnosis. Could you just talk to us about the, the irony of all that? Yeah. Um, wow. I- irony. I, I really like to equate it to this um, because it was so ironic. I almost thought it to be funny at some point. And like that Alanis Morissette song, mm-hmm. you know, so I it's just something you would never imagine. But, you know, I did ask that question a lot. Um, you know, what more can I do for these women? Because I did definitely provide, you know, holds holding space for them is also very important and also offering being in nature as medicine. Um, but I asked that question, what more could I do? Because I think at that point when I hadn't experienced cancer, it's like you want to jump in their boat and row it for them, but you can't. You know, it's like this helpless feeling of watching somebody really beautiful go through something really, really hard. And so I I asked that question a lot. So I guess this was part of my path. Um, Not that I asked for cancer or that I deserved it in any way, but it, it definitely lent itself to me being able to see through their eyes and provide what I wanted to provide for them. So, and that is... I can do everything I can, but they're still on their own journey. <laughs> There's so many powerful lines in your, uh, I mean, we think of some of the lines you've, you said in, um, in the documentary, Chasing Sunshine, you, you talk a lot about gratitude and, and toward the end, you say, this will not be a shadow for me. This experience will not be a shadow for me and that you won't get caught up in not always looking back. I was hoping you could, ex- you could expand on that. Well, I can say that no matter how hard I tried, it still shadowed me a little bit. I had a lot of things to unravel from the trauma of almost leaving children, young children behind, um, a marriage that was challenged in a lot of ways. So I think I was shadowed and I, because that's normal, you know, that's the human reaction is that we have to feel those depths. And so I think I was definitely holding down the fort pretty strong (laughs) at some point. But, um, you know, just I feel like there was a lot of mantras that carried me through. And one of those was I will not be defined by this really awful, scary experience. And so, um, yeah, I think that was just part of my coping at the time. And I'm glad because it allowed me to be really present. Um, and it allowed me to see things for what they were. And that was, I was okay that day for most days. I mean, yeah, it was, it was awful and I felt terrible and sick, but I never got wrapped up in the, what if I die or, or what if, you know, what if this, you know, what's it going to be like without having breasts or, you know, what if I look ugly with all these scars? Like, you know what I mean? You could just really get into your head with the what ifs. And so having that strength at the time allowed me to just be in the day. Yeah, sometimes I felt bad, but for the most part, I was here and I I was there and I'm here today. And so it just kind of allowed me to be in the moment more. 
Hmm. I, I know that you're really big into, into yoga and meditation as well and, and just all kinds of self-care. How, how has yoga, meditation, mindfulness, um, self-care, believing in yourself, you know, all those, all those things that you, that, you, that you work with, how has that helped you throughout your journey? Well, tremendously. You know, yoga and meditation have helped me really beyond words because it helped me. It's a continue discovering and a continue practice right? As you know, it's not something that you do and you're like, I'm a new person, right? It's this journey and it's this unfolding and it really allows me to get glimpses of who I truly am and who I truly want to be. And it allows me to, you know, have a practice that supports me. Meditation and yoga, both in all their different forms. I like all different kinds of of yoga, there's all sorts of names and styles, and and it's the teacher that really is going to help take me to my own personal teacher. And so, I mean, it's really I could go on and on about the ways that this has helped me, but also how that it continues to. It's a support system, really, into being a human and um, into being who we truly desire to be, who we truly are, and um, it's a great mirror. And it's, it's beautiful work and it's challenging work. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess, does that answer the question? I feel like there are so many great things that I could say. <laughs> yes, ab- absolutely. It does. Well, that, that's a perfect segue because you just, you just mentioned work and I know there's an, there's some other work that you do. Megan's joined us, joining us today from, uh, her home in Costa Rica and she works with community carbon trees, which helps with reforestation and so much more than that. We're recording this show during Earth Week. Tomorrow's Earth Day. So um, certainly want to talk to you about this today. So hoping you could tell us about your work with that you're doing down there with community carbon trees. Well, I would say I don't do the, a ton of physical work. It's an immense amount of physical work, obviously, tree planting. Um, I have, though, uh, just not recently. But Jenny, um, Jennifer Smith and her team of incredible Ticos are out in the field more than half the year collecting seeds. That's something fun that my kids and I can do. We're volunteering at the nursery, you know, popping seeds into bags or turning compost. Those are like really fun, easy ways to get involved. But tree planting is hard work, equatorial tree planting. Um, Community carbon trees doesn't just, you know, buy land and throw a bunch of seeds in the ground and Um, they actually are, you know, Jenny's really conscious about teaching these communities and these farmers and these people how to biodiversify, um, you know, where the water trees are going to be, shade trees, fruit trees, animal trees. There's just so many levels to a rainforest. And that's the beautiful thing about the work that, that Jenny does is, and that she's teaching me and my children that equatorial tree planting is doing the most work on our planet right now. And it's a really cool thing to watch happen. And, you know, me and my husband, our involvement goes back, you know, nearly 15 years of like, wow, this is happening, right? Like we recycle at home, we ride our bikes as much as we can, but then equatorial tree planting allows us to get those carbon offsets, offsets, which are really important to us as travelers and people that utilize, you know, cars and and planes and whatnot. And it also is teaching us about the socioeconomics that are associated with climate change. It's such a huge 
thing. It's not just our planet that's suffering. It's these communities. So the beautiful thing is that we get to watch communities grow as well as those trees and watching them learn and be inspired. And instead of having these cattle grazed eroding lands, they're, they've got fruit trees that they can sell at the market. They can make honey. Um, it's a really cool, a really cool process that community carbon trees has here. And there's basically, we've got the Amazon and we have Costa Rica, this really unique, the way it's positioned in the world, um, this being within six degrees of the equator, it's, things are happening really super quickly here. So it's a unique place and also considered one, the second lung of our planet behind the Amazon. So yeah, it, it's 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 such beautiful work that you're involved with and what Jenny's doing with community carbon trees. What's so nice about it is it's so easy to get caught up in the doom and gloom of climate change, but you can actually see the results of their work that they do. Like like the, you know, they have like before and after pictures on their website and how they work with communities. Like there's there's like so much positivity in, in what they're doing. It it gives certainly gives some hope. Yeah, I mean that's exactly and that's what I, I want my kids to know. I mean, we need Creta out there to go and scold and lobby. And we need that. And I really feel like my part is to teach my kids that boots on the ground, it can happen. And it can happen in their lifetime. And I really feel like we've seen such a, you know, my daughter, every time we hike this particular trail, she stands next to this tree. And she's like, I planted this tree, Mm. right? This is a five year old tree. That's now 40 feet tall. Wow. And that's really, that's a quick turnaround, but she's, she has this sense of, she identifies with it because she's watched it happen. And so, you know, having, and my son too, he's planted hundreds of trees in the nursery and who knows what my children will do in the world, but I feel like it does give them hope, you know, and it, I feel it gives me a lot of hope too. And that's why I share it. And that's why I love it and appreciate it. How can people learn more about you, your retreats? Because I know you do retreats for snowboarding, but also retreats in Costa Rica, right? Mother-daughter? Yep. The mama-daughter retreats, chasingwaterfallscr.com, as well as uh, chasingwaterfallscr on Instagram. And then my personal Instagram, I'm usually sharing everything that I'm up to. Community Carbon Trees Costa Rica has an Instagram page. And Jenny is just, so much information is coming through there. It's a really... It's it's interesting. Just take a minute and listen to what, you know, her video of her stomping around out there in the trees and in the grasses. And um, hopefully you'll learn something and be inspired. And Boarding for Breast Cancer is an organization that I'm with full time as well. It's a nonprofit based out of L.A. And B4BC is on Instagram as well. And yeah, that's where we'll be talking about prevention as well as our survivorship programs. So. Well, thank you so much for coming on and and taking time and sharing your journey, your story, all the beautiful work you're doing now. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, People can find my Chasing Sunshine film on Absinthe TV. So go ahead, go to Absinthe TV and, and you can find it there as well. And yeah, thank you so much for the support and for allowing me to share. It was really great to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, the, the film is fantastic. Um, 27 minutes, right? It's like... Yeah, it's right. a short, short documentary. and But you learn a lot and you see a lot. Yeah, it's definitely a day-to-day of somebody going through, going through cancer, you know, but nature is our, my family's medicine. And I, I hope that it's yours as well. So... 
Well, well, thanks again. And everyone out there, thanks so much for listening. And uh, also, thank you to Alan, who is our amazing producer. He's from a Pretty Easy Podcast. So if you are if you have a podcast, you need some support, or if you're looking to start one, uh, look no further. Reach out to Alan, or you, you can reach out to myself, and I'll connect you with Alan. So thanks, everyone, again, for listening. And we will catch up with you soon on the next episode. Have a good one. <laughs>